Inquisitive Nobody. I am your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. Okay, so we are on to Married at First Sight, Episode 7, The Honeymoon is Over. Okay, let's just get straight into it. Oh, and if anybody... um. Just a little recap, just a little recap of the last episode, uh, but not even, not the last episode of the um, show, but the last episode of the podcast where, you know, I was <clears throat> talking with that girl on a Cupid, and I still have yet to hear from her, so I don't know what's going on, and she hasn't even read the message, so I don't know, I will keep you updated, but uh, we'll see how it goes you know i really can't do anything <laughs> so just have to wait and see but yeah anyway episode seven the honeymoon is over so um i, I did um gloss over some some points that i didn't talk about in the last episode but pretty much I, uh woody and amani they finally had sex so woody got the drowls you know what I mean? Good for him because he was trying very, very much. <laughs> so he finally did it. So we'll see how a lot of people have pegged him to be like, oh, you know, now he's going to um, he's going to uh, falter and not be as loving and daring. But, you know, that has not yet come to pass. So we'll see if that's still a thing. And also, yeah, everybody's ganging up on Brett. But. I don't know. He still he still has a jerkish attitude. He no, he has a knee jerk, jerkish attitude, right? But again, this guy is growing on me, man. He has he is a very different person. No, I shouldn't say very different person. I shouldn't say that. I pegged him as a douche. I pegged him wrong just because I have just seen the way that he acts and he's he seemed very dude bro chad college guy and when you when they allow him to speak and he expresses his um opinions and perspectives on things you're like oh okay this is why you act the way that you act and also you have pretty good points on why you are the way that you are so that's why i love this show because sometimes you'll see everybody's characteristics and you're like, okay, this, this person is going to be the bitch. This person is going to be the good guy. This person is going to be the douchey guy. And you'll see their person, not their personalities change, but just another side of them. And you're like, whoa, okay, this is, this is a different ball game now. And this is what I'm experiencing with Brett, but also with Olivia, but we will get to them later. But that's why I love the show because you really can't, you really can't peg somebody from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. You will see everybody's side. Granted, some people might be the same throughout and you're like, yeah, this person was always boring or this person was always good. But there but there will there will be people that will showcase their entire prism of self and you're like, okay, wow. I thought this person was a good person, but no, they can do bad things as well, but they are also good and all that good stuff. So it, it it's very interesting to see those sides come out in different ways and in different moments and in 
different times it's it's really good I, I i'm telling you man i love the show i've been watching it since the beginning so I, I i love the show and i love that aspect of it that probably a lot of people don't even pick up but i love it anyway okay so they show so the honeymoon is over everybody's um moving into the same apartment complex but not necessarily the same floor or whatever but they definitely live in the same building and it's called the Gotham Lofts in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. And already I love it because it's called Gotham Lots and I love Gotham. I love, I'm a big, huge Batman fan. So anything <laughs> with the word Gotham and stuff like that, it, it, it intrigues me. It, you know, it put it puts my ears up like a dog. I'm like, ooh, Gotham, well, what's, what's going on over here? You know, so I love it. Um, and it, and it does, they, it has a nice, it has a nice, uh, look to it like I mean it kind of looks like a I don't know if I would like live there forever but it's definitely like if I was starting out if I was able to move out right now I would definitely go to a place that's like that and live there for maybe four or five years before I move into like a bigger place maybe like a townhouse or like a house house but yeah it's it's definitely a nice place very clean the back the back splashes are awesome which uh miles talks about all the time but we'll get to him too but yeah so it, it's a good place so gotham lofts in new orleans la if you live there or if um you if if you've been in that place if you've been in that uh spot to like rent out for like a bid or something like that um let me know let me know how it actually is because i'm not to say that i'm going to visit it anytime soon but from the television's perspective it looks pretty damn awesome it looks cool so okay so first couple amelia and bennett so they're all looking at the apartment and then bennett sees a pillow that uh, you know they're all they're both very impressed about the apartment they're like oh my god like this looks so cool and this is so great and bennett goes oh bennett sees a pillow on the couch and the pillow reads i love us you know and bennett is being bennett and he says who is i and who is us you know and then amelia goes well i is you meaning bennett and us is me and uh meaning bennett loves amelia which i thought that was cute but at the same time it kind of eliminates her loving bennett and again i could be reading into this but i'm an overthinker this is how i think so i feel that she sees that bennett has definitely fallen for her but she's probably not there yet even though she does keep saying oh he's handsome he's awesome I like him a lot, blah, blah, blah. And he has yet to say, I love you. But it's clear it's clear to her and it's clear to us as an audience watching that he is head over heels for her. You know, she hasn't but 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 it doesn't seem that it doesn't seem it it, it doesn't seem one sided. Because again, she does get shower him with compliments and all that stuff and thinks that he's quirky and all that stuff. But I don't think that she is, it's a lock. That's the, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. With Bennett, it is a total lock. He is smitten with her. He, he likes her, loves her, whatever you want to say. He is committed, boom. 
And she's like, oh, my God, he's great. He's a great person, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if she's as committed to him. Uh, I don't know. Again, like I said, that episode, a couple episodes back, man, I got my side eye. You know, I got my eye open on her. You know, one eye on her. Just like, mm, I, mm, I don't know. You you better stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know. But we'll see. So, uh, Karen and Miles. Okay. So, uh, Karen and Miles, they move into their spot. And, and well, they're moving into their spot and Miles finds a, finds a place for his Xbox to park his uh, to put his Xbox. I believe he's going to put it in the living room. And she's like, oh, you play that a lot. And he says enough. And then she has like this look and, you know, just like, ugh. and then he's like, is that going to be a problem? And she's like, no, no, do you do you? You know, then then she prattle, she prattles on again about his age, saying that the four year gap says that it feels like he just stepped out of high school. And I was like, well, the way that you act, Karen, you're 30 and you're acting like you're about to hit menopause. Okay, so like, how's that taste? You know, like stop dissing this guy about his age, about like how how young he is, because if you're thinking about how young he is, that makes you old. That's why you were offended by him calling you a cougar, where a cougar can be a compliment, but you're taking it as you're old, but you keep presenting yourself as old. You know, like the man wants to freaking park his Xbox. And I know that that's a, uh, that's a, I don't, well, to a lot of women, that's a red flag, you know? And first off, you have to understand that the average video gamer is 35 years old, Okay. And and people and women think that video games is a young man's game. Well, I'm here to break your bubble. To, I'm here to burst your bubble. Twenty nine percent of video gamers are eighteen years of age and less. All right. So that means like, uh, what did I say? Twenty nine. So like six. Like six. I'm horrible at math. So like sixty one percent. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever is is older than that. So like sorry we like playing video games you know what i'm saying that that is that is a de-stressor you know what i mean like he likes playing video games leave him alone like would you rather him be a man you know like you want do you want him to be a masculine man and go out with his boys all the time you know and have a boys night out on you do you want him to be like that dude man i forgot what was it season six season seven like the guy, uh, I, for any long time married at first sight people, you know who I'm talking about. I forget his name, but I think he was married to. Oh damn, I forgot her name too. But she was super cute. She was that that one was my boo of the season. I forget what season, but he used to go out with his boys all the time. It was the it was the construction guy, but like he like he did boating. He he had like 15 jobs. Okay, so he was always busy, which is understandable because he wasn't married. So he just filled a lot of his time up with work which which i understand if you're not married do what you want but she would complain that she would come home and just want to do like married well not even married stuff just want to chill talk and blah 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 but he's like nah nah i'm going out with my boys i'm going out with my boys and he would just leave and not come back until like one or two o'clock in the morning and i'm not talking about matt i'm not talking about matt and amber um you know big tall basketball dude i'm not talking about him i'm talking about like the short guy 
damn what who i forget uh which other couple he was with was he in jeff d season season jeff d and shawnee's maybe or or man uh or was he with uh was he with the season where that guy was with mindy um and then that guy eventually married one of the ex experts on the show was he in that season i don't know i I was thinking about this on the fly, so I didn't have time to look it up. But any long time married at first sight people, you know what I'm talking about. So that, you know, that guy. So uh, what's her face? So Karen, do you want him to be like that? You know, because that's what you want. That's what you always complain about. I want a masculine man. I want a masculine man. Well, guess what? Masculine men go out and don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> and they're going to go out and they're going to have fun. They might, whatever, they might. I'm not saying that they're going to cheat or whatever, but they're going to have a good time and leave your ass at home, okay? And then you're wondering, oh, where are you? What's going on? You text him. He's like, bitch, I'm out. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you want from me? You know, like, do you want that? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, like, okay, so if you know that he's at home playing video games, at least he's at home. At least you know where he is as opposed to him being out and you being paranoid and don't know where he is like oh where, where where's miles at oh he's playing you know god of war in front on his well no he has an xbox so i don't know halo <laughs> you know so he's so he's playing halo whatever and and i know that women fear that if he's playing video games and he's not gonna play with me you know sex um that's false <laughs> because um if if you offer him sex he's gonna have sex with you but uh but i know that it, that doesn't necessarily mean all the time that you guys want to do that um so like you just want him to spend time with you as opposed to playing video games but another thing you have to realize ladies it's either with men it's going to be two things the two biggest hobbies that they have it's either going to be video games or it's going to be sports related things okay and what do those two things involve not you <laughs> okay so if you think that you're going to have a 24 7 buddy with you to like listen to your shit and listen to i don't know your stories and blah 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 and you know uh a guy to tell you oh no you should you should pick that dress honey or whatever you know like basically if you want like a gay bestie or a girlfriend in your husband or significant other that's not happening sorry it's just not so stop trying to eliminate the things that will bring more attention to you and just accept that you won't be the center of his world and that's not to say that's not a bad thing that I'm saying, you know what I mean? It's just that he has a life and his life does not revolve around you. You can be a part of his life, but it's not. But his life is not going to his his purpose is not to attend like your life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's like for me. I play video games. I have a Nintendo Switch. I love it. But at the same time, I have this podcast, I'm writing, I'm doing a, my, a myriad of things, okay? But with my gaming, I really 
only play 45 minutes to an hour, you know? So, like, after I do that, I'm done. I'm pretty much done for the day. I'm not going to... I'm not going to pick it up anymore, even with like new games. I buy new games all the time and I don't even get around to playing them just because I'm just busy with life. So that's him blowing off steam playing video games. Okay. Like that's so I, I don't understand why that is a big thing. Now, I have seen reports and studies, and I remember this old 2020 special about this dude who was playing video games like 14 hours a day and leaving and he was married surprisingly and he would leave his uh he would leave his wife upstairs to tend to the children who were probably like eight and nine with school clothes food just because he had to play games and that that is sad that is excessive i'm not saying you should accept that ladies but listen guys need things to wind down either they will go after work they will either go to the bar you know happy hour that's why it's called happy hour that's why happy hour even exists all right to just deal you know to just decompress you know and you're telling guys to not decompress and to automatically go from work to attend to whatever thing you got going on and in the meantime, he hasn't been able to decompress. So now he has all this pent up anger of the day battling the world. And you want him to bring that to you right after. Like, no, have the dude decompress, babe. You want, you know, you want to play your video games for like an hour or two. Boom, done. You know, we'll have dinner and then we could watch your shows, man. Like, and then that's it. Or we could watch a movie that you're going to sleep 10 minutes in. <laughs> you know, I know how you girls do put on a movie and like oh i can't wait to watch this movie 10 minutes in you're done and it's like oh great i could have been playing video games right now but you know but let the man decompress let him have his video games so sorry ladies whatever age dude you're gonna have average age is 35 playing video games okay and again if it's not video games he's gonna be watching sports and ladies we know how men are with sports okay i'm not a sports dude but i have many guy friends who are so it's like 17 straight weeks of just straight football okay so pick your poison because it's gonna happen pick your struggle okay like a dude is not gonna be in your ass 24 7 okay so just deal with it um let's keep going so um she says you know he's very uh so after karen deals with the whole his whole uh, video game and xbox stuff she says uh he's very mature you know he seems very mature but all i've seen is his is honeymoon miles i want to see who miles is when he's going to work five days a week when he's coaching football and having long days who is he when he's tired who is he when he's stressed i want to just focus on getting to know him and building an emotional connection and that sounds nice that's good you know but i don't know i still see kind of a not a slander but kind of a condescending tone to it because it's like why does he need to why does he need to facilitate your needs i mean yes he does he, he he is a husband and stuff but like you're you're thinking of it i guess i guess it's like this how i'm thinking it when i hear this you know she's saying he, you know she's saying he seems 
very mature. So, so to you, you're already being judgmental. What makes you think that he's not mature? What what have you what have you seen that makes him that makes you think that he's immature? Because remember, this man suffers from clinical depression. Okay, and this this dude seems like he's on top of the world. So, um, he's able to manage his condition. That seems very mature. Him telling you that he has clinical depression is very mature. Him letting that out into the world seems that he's mature. But you're saying that he, quote unquote, seems mature. And you saying, oh, I've only seen one side of him. I need to see all these other sides as if like you're the prize or something or that that he needs to prove himself to you. Yet you have done absolutely nothing to prove yourself to him. You know, all you've done since you've seen his Instagram is be very judgmental and you're continuing to do that now. So why? I've seen other people and I've seen comments on Twitter and uh, comments on YouTube and also this um, also this recap show that I watch, but I watch it before. Yeah, I watch it before I do a podcast episode because i don't want their i don't want their ideas to influence mine but it's um it's called the bold and the, no not the bold it's called the bald and the beautiful so it's with two couples um it's it's on the youtube channel miss miss i think it's no it's mrs or is it mrs it's miss kev on stage pretty much kev on stage is a comedian and it's with his wife and it's with uh another couple uh, that thick angel, no, that thick. Whoa, I'm sorry, angel. <laughs> that chick angel, and um, also, uh, I think his name is oh Marcus. Yeah, it's Marcus, it, her husband. So it's the four of them, and they, I think, from what I recall, they've recently started watching Matter First Sight. I think they started. I think they've watched. I think they watched it when Netflix started showing married at first sight which is season nine where i started from the beginning so i think they've seen season nine season 10 and now they're watching season 11 and they give really good it's really fun it's really lighthearted. it's not necessarily as analytical as as me because <laughs> the the show is two hours but it takes me four hours to get through it just because i am nitpicking and writing down everything that everyone is saying which is why sometimes i might seem uh, stilted in my talking just because i am reading off what somebody said or reading my own notes and sometimes i write in chicken scratch even though i do have good handwriting i didn't get smacked on the hand with a ruler in catholic school to uh not have good handwriting for nothing you know what i mean so um but yeah it, yeah i need to i need to take that down and not be so like because four hours is a lot is a lot and i could be doing a lot more things with my entertainment enterprise that i'm trying to build but uh the bald and the beautiful is a great counterpart to my show um and again you know i'm not i'm not saying you need to pick either or hey i do my show and i watch theirs because they're hilarious you know, uh, um, but but again, you know, we we attack we attack the same show just differently. But it is cool that sometimes 
they will say something that I have said, and I'm like, yeah, you see, I knew it, man. Christina's a bitch, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But um, but yeah, um, I forgot where I was talking about. This sucks. <laughs> what was I talking about? I was, I was probably definitely talking about Karen. But um, yeah, she seems she seems I don't know. Karen seems just very judgmental, and I don't like it. And again, yeah, why 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 does she think she's the prize? Like like I see it how. It seems as if um, she presents herself as like, no, she doesn't present herself as his queen. But again, she seems as if uh, um, Miles needs to prove something, needs to prove his worthiness of being with her. You know, it's, it's not it's not as airy like that seems more like a Christina thing where it's very airy and very diva ish. She doesn't pre- necessarily present herself as that, but she's like please i'm not putting in you know anything in the tithe in the relationship tithe um i need to see a hundred dollars in that relationship tithe before i do anything because he he, you know i need to see all of him before i give two percent of myself to him you know and it's like fam like prove himself to what we're married that's it it's a wrap like stop it you know um I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. She, she 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 just rubs me the wrong way. But um again, she thinks that she's the prize and it's like, "Okay, Karen, but I understand that he needs to win you over because it's still the beginning, but how exactly are you winning your man over?" You know, like you don't think that you need to work in this too. That that's that's just my thing. So, I don't know. And then, you know, she does, like, the whole cute thing because they're moving in. I mean, and she's like, oh, can you carry my stuff? The best part of the best part of having a husband is when you can carry my stuff. Tee hee hee. I'm like, ugh, whatever. But, um, <laughs> so Henry and, Chris- Henry and Christina will move on. So, um, so, of course, Christina is c- complaining in her confessional. You know, he's never made a move. I've never been with a guy who's moved so slow. I know he's being respectful, but I want my husband to be my husband. And you know what? I get it. I don't like it. I don't like that she's saying it, but I get it. And I'm with her on that. Uh, he needs to move. He, 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 he needs to get a move on, you know. Um, but Christina is definitely a, a control freak. Like immediately, as soon as she gets into the apartment, she's like, oh, I need to change the feng shui of this furniture in the living room and she's like oh i can't wait to get rid of these these couch pillows and we're definitely moving the bedroom too and it's like whoa like you really need to have control like what the fuck so anyway um next is brett and olivia um olivia just seems sometimes she just seems very droll i mean i know she's happy in the confessionals but like when she's when it's moving in real time uh she seems very droll and uh, well because okay because they're okay when they move in when everybody moves in they move in into the apartment first right but obviously they need to go get their stuff so this is the opportunity of the show where they show everybody's house or apartment or their living space and you see how the spouse reacts to how they're spouse used to live before them and that gives you clues into who they are and what type of person they are some people like it some people don't so 
they first show Brett and Olivia. So they go to uh, Brett goes to Olivia's house first, and you know what? It's 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 very well. It I was gonna say antiquey, but it's literally antiquey because she says that her parents own an antique shop, so she gets a lot of antiques. But it makes the house very very old. You know, it's 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 old. It, it doesn't look like what what is she? I think she's like. Hold on, let me let me look back at my notes to see how old she is. Um, she is. She Olivia is thirty and Brett is thirty five. Okay, so it's like she looks like she's living in. If if you were to tell me that she took over her grandma's house. You know, she didn't want to buy a house and she and her grandma passed and no. Well, and in the will, her grandma's like, I want Olivia to take my house. I would completely believe you because it looks like a grandma house and she's like super proud of it. Um, She rents. She rents it. And Brett is like, oh, man, like, you know, he gi- he gives his two cents to the confessional. And he's like, anybody who's renting a house is wasting their money because he you find out that he has bought his house and he's very proud of it because, you know, I guess he got it from the ground up. Everything is everything is his in there and he's very proud of it. But yeah, but yeah, her house is very ugh. I would not live in it. And and <clears throat> and she's proud of her house as well. And she's trying to convince Brett that when the experiment is done, that they should move to her spot because she doesn't want to leave. She says, what did she say? Um, she's stuck to her ways and doesn't want she's very stuck to her ways and she's like she just wants to move in her she just wants to move in her bubble because that's what she likes and i'm like okay how was this compromise you know and she does seem very stuck in her ways like she doesn't like she's never been um challenged that's the word i'm trying to look for it seems like she's never been challenged so she just gets what she wants and goes after it and like that's it and that's the way that it has to be that's that's the kind of vibe that i'm getting from her and like i said olivia is my boo of the season but i'm really not liking her these past couple episodes it's like i'm i'm seeing i don't want to see i don't want to say i'm seeing the real her but i'm just seeing a side of her that i don't like and she's just i don't know she's just very selfish you know and and again and i don't want to call her that but i just Okay, it's not necessarily that she's selfish. It's just that I don't think that she has ever had to uh ass- re- like assess another being's opinion that might affect her life as well cuz she didn't have to, you know. She's been alone for 3 years, so in those 3 years, again, I'm not good at math, you know, 365 times 3. There you go. Whatever that is, however many days that is she has never she didn't have to answer or listen to anybody you know she's like i want to go to a saints game because you know she's from new orleans you know new orleans saints game boom i'm going to the saints game if i want to get this table boom i'm getting this table if i want to fly to madagascar all right boom i got somebody to watch my cats i'm going to madagascar you know, so 
if someone was like, ah, you know, maybe, you know, so if she gets married and it's like, and she's like, oh, like, let's move here. And he's like, nah, I don't want to move here. She's like, what? You know, it's, it's like, wait, can't compute, <laughs> you know, can't compute. Um, she's being challenged on something that she wants to do. And I don't think she's done that. So, and it, and it sounds like it, like it's either my way or the highway with, with her. Um, I don't know. So we go to Woody and Amani, and Amani's still worried about the real world and the real Woody, even though she admits that Woody is the right guy for her. So, you know, again, like I said at the at the top of the podcast that, you know, he smashed, you know, they had sex. But and now she's now that that obstacle is done, she's worried that you know the quote-unquote uh what is it the um ah, that just the proverbial shoe if, if it's gonna drop if the other shoe's gonna drop so that's what she's waiting on and woody is trying to reassure her that he's him you know not necessarily take it or leave it but he's him you're seeing him so what you see is what you get i guess so and what he has been giving is love assurance and confidence so she shouldn't she shouldn't have to worry that that's going to waver but i i completely understand her trepidation definitely so they go back to brett and olivia now they go to now olivia goes to brett's house i believe uh oh no no no. this this is still the same thing i'm sorry yeah she's very stuck on her ways and uh he says yeah and she says that yeah, would you ever want to live here? And Brett says, ah, you know, it is it is the best it is the best place to live in New Orleans. He's been uptown before many times, and he used to live there, but he can't afford a place to stay. Um, and he said that uh, they'll talk about it later. So Olivia, like every time Olivia doesn't get her way, she like, or or, or something goes against what she wants, she puts her head. She like puts her head and lurks to the side, like like she like she looks she looks away like oh uh, like I'm I'm being challenged I don't know what to do and she and she she doesn't give like this sad pouty face like as if you know she doesn't do like a kid uh, not a kid um a puss in boots kind of look like oh will you listen to me you know big pouty big eyes and stuff like that but she gives this look like she's hurt it's like well why are you looking hurt because I'm just giving an opinion or a suggestion that is different from your suggestion. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying no, but also you have to hear an opposing side of whatever it is you want to do. So why are you why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you know, why why do you why do you look like you've been defeated? But anyway, so we go to Amelia Bennett. So Amelia lives in a mansion, pretty much, and it's expensive. And she was homecoming queen, and Bennett is finding all of this stuff out, and he seems very intimidated. And he's, he seems very intimidated by all this information. She played every sport in high school. Again, like I said, she was homecoming queen, and they're about to go to her house first. And she lives in a mansion with like four people and it's expensive while Bennett lives in a tiny home that he built himself. So it's a very contrasting thing. And he's very scared to show um, 
to show her her spot because she might be judgmental. So they go to, uh, so it's Brendan and Olivia again. And uh, yes, so they, so Olivia now goes to Brett's house. She, uh, she says that, yeah, he says that anyone who rents is just wasting their money. And he's very proud of the fact that he got to buy his house. She thinks that his house is very messy and not that great. <laughs> and she also thinks that her house is like a home and his house is like a bachelor pad. I mean, Olivia, it was. <laughs> it was a bachelor pad because he was not married. And that Olivia, again, Olivia's house looks like a grandma's house. This is what I wrote. I literally wrote that. Olivia's house is, a gra- is where a grandma lives. Stop it. Yeah. So it's like, Olivia, why are you hating on uh brett's house i mean yeah it could it's definitely a dude's house you know because he has like tools all over the place and it's kind of messy but whatever it's his house it's that's how it's gonna be it's not gonna be it's not gonna be i think a dude's house is never going to be it's never going to look like a house that is not lived in and i know that's how some people like to leave their house like it's never been lived in you know that infamous not living room but like a uh, what like a den or like that other room that never gets touched that it's always nice and you only use that room for when company comes over and it's like some women want a whole house like that and it's like fam i live here some things are going to be dirty a dish might be left in the sink and you know a sock might be on a chair cuz i live here it this is a house that gets lived in I'm sorry that it's not spick and span super clean, but yeah, this man builds computers and, and then she finds out, she finds out that she's a, that he's a gamer and she's like, Oh boy. Cause he was, he was, um, they got to his room. I believe it was his room and he has a huge tower, uh, and a monitor. And she's like, why do you have a huge tower like that? And, and he's like, why do you have a huge computer like that? And he's like, because oh, I'm doing computer stuff. And she's like, hmm, computer stuff, huh? And then she goes, hmm. And that's when I found out that my husband is a gamer. Again, that is that stigma needs to go away, okay? That stigma needs to die down because there are plenty of gamers that are socially aware, socially active, and that esports makes a ton of money. You know, so like you wouldn't be laughing if he was, uh, I mean, you wouldn't feel so dejected if he was an esports person and raking in like $50,000 a year or something or, or competition, I should say $50,000 a competition. You wouldn't say shit like, oh yeah, my, my guy plays games, but whatever, you like, it's fine. But it's like a, you know, like, I don't know. Like, we can say the same thing about Olivia. You know, the stereotypical thing about Olivia. You got two cats, and you live in a grandma house. Like, why are you hating on him because he's a gamer? Because you're going off stereotypes. We can go off stereotypes for you, Olivia. Again, you got two cats, and you live in a grandma house. Boom. But we see that you're a great person through through this show, right? So we shouldn't go by stereotypes we see that you're a great person maybe not this episode because you're getting on my nerves <laughs> but overall you are a good person and by seeing with brett you see that he is a good person too and you like him and in one of the episodes you said you like his ass like literally you like his butt and he's a good person 
but now that he's a gamer, you're like, ugh, you know, don't do that, don't do that. Um, let's let's continue on. Okay, so this is the part of the episode that you know everybody's moved in, everybody's all good. So Pastor Cal comes in and does his thing. He, oh man, I for, I forget what he literally does but um because every expert has their own uh thing because dr pepper is uh psychology um doc uh wait dr pepper dr cal and oh yeah dr viviana coles she dr viviana coles is like family therapy family family therapy and i think and a sex therapist too and i guess uh Pastor Cal is um, definitely like re- the religious aspect, but also uh, relation like relationship experts. I forget his 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 actual moniker, but that. But anyway, so it comes to the part of the show in in, in the show's um, what lineage or something, where the experts start coming in and doing their thing. So Pastor Cal is first. And his his role is to talk about the hard hitting issues of the future now, because if they don't start talking about it now, then it might set them up for failure later. So he is going to visit every couple and talk about several subjects, whether it's sex, finances, babies. Like, have you talked about these subjects yet? Because I think by the time he comes in it's it's been seven days so you would think that people would have talked at least about half of those subjects that he's talked about you know just to get the ball rolling because they even though they just met each other they don't have a lot of time to waste because again the experiment is only eight weeks long yes it's been seven days but but look but seven days a week is already gone so now you have seven weeks to de- to decide if you're going to stay with this person. You know what I mean? So Woody and Amani is first. And Woody admits, uh, admits, Woody admires Amani's uh, brutal honesty. And it's something that he needs in a wife. And she feels good that she can be honest with him. And then a they're talking and um, what is it? Um. Uh, Pastor uh, Pastor Cal says something, and and I think it's like like what do you what what don't you want to happen in a relationship or something? And then um, Woody's like, well, I don't want like any surprises. Like I hate surprises. Let's just talk about what you want to do first, and then that's it. And then she's like, well, what do you mean? Like you know, how about if I like shave my bald head and shave my head bald? Sorry. And she's like, oh, and he's like, oh no 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 no, we're not having that. And she's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It's like you ain't having you're not shaving your head without discussing it with me and she's like excuse me like it's my body i could do whatever i want and he's like oh i don't know about that like i i, I would like to have a discussion first about that and they're having an argument back and forth and i get both sides because it's like um what is it that is a very jarring th- oh, oh wait then she's like, I don't get what that means. And then he says, well, well, how about if I decided to, 
you know, skip, uh, not skip, how about if I decided to, I hate my job and I quit my job and I tell you, like, yo, babe, I quit my job without discussing it with you first. And she's like, well, that's different because we're talking about appearance and you're talking about livelihood. But though, but both, both people are right, you know, um, at least in my instance, both people are right because appearance is a good, uh, appearance is important to a guy and financial stability is important for a woman. You know what I mean? So it's both right. And and to the other, that aspect is paramount. If you present yourself one way and then that presentation gets altered, one, swiftly, and two, a completely different way, then we're done. We're attached. We're detached. You know, this is why guys don't like it when a lot of chicks wear a lot of makeup because you look bomb and all that stuff. But then when you get out of the pool or when you wake up the next day and you look like a completely different person, you have deceived me. Well, men, men feel that they've been deceived. You know, it's just like, whoa, you are not the person that I thought you were. And also, too, with women, let's say if a dude rolls up in a Rolls Royce or like you, you, he takes you to his house and it's a mansion, blah, blah, blah. But a week later, you find out that he was renting all those things. That is a falsehood, you know. But pertaining to those, pertaining to um, what Amani Woody was talking about, it's like, yeah, like, he's not necessarily saying that he needs, that you need permission from him to do whatever you want to your hair or your body. But he would just like a heads up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you like don't have a full head of hair one day and then the next day, bam, there's nothing there. It's like, fam, whoa, what the what? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God, like, OK, like you did it. You know, he can't do anything about it, but he might feel a little pissed off because you didn't warn him about that. You know, um, and I and also I completely get what Amani's saying because yeah it is her rule I'm not her rule her her body her choice yeah she can do whatever she wants but like yo give me a heads up and and anyway and, and it was a I get the argument and I get how it was going down but at the same time it's kind of silly because even when a woman is gonna do something drastic they always go to their partner like oh do, what how would you think if I did this or would do that you're gonna let me know anyway and it's not like I'm gonna be it's not like I'm going to demand you to be like, nah, you can't do that. It's just like, oh, you that's what you want to do. I mean, I, okay, go ahead. And you're going to do it anyway. So, like, that's what he wants. He wants a heads up. But then we find out that the reason why he was so adamant about discussing things was because he was with an ex. He was with somebody. I don't know if it was an ex or whatever. But he was with somebody, and they, she got pregnant, and she aborted the baby without his acknowledgement. You know, and he was ready to, I don't know if he was ready to be a father or whatever, but that, that was taken away from him. That, that, that choice was taken away from him and he was hurt by that. Like, why would you do that and not fill me in and let me be by your side, regardless of the decision? Why did you take that decision away from me? And trust me, I want to have, I definitely want to have an episode about abortion and all that good stuff, but yeah it's like why would you do that so um what's it called so 
that's why he was so adamant but again he was but she was like but you're not going to control me and how i do things to my body and stuff like that he's like oh no nah, hell no nah, i don't want to do that but i just want a heads up if you're going to do something as drastic as that so they were like oh okay all right fine that's cool so they they uh they um they they resolved their issue and you know pastor cal and i applaud pastor cal because he just let that conversation just go you know because he's he knows that he's not going to be there to mediate them. And he didn't step in once. He just let them, he just let it diffuse all by himself. And that's good because, yeah, there will be a time, let's say they do stay together, that they will have arguments or discussions and a mediator will not be there and they will have to diffuse the situation by themselves. That That's just life. And it was cool for, I guess, Pastor Cal to see how they would communicate with each other and they and they did well they didn't yell or get vicious it was good so uh yeah so it was good for that oh we're gonna go to henry christina so christina is kind of making fun of henry and um and his house because yeah that's right they christina they're going to henry's house so christina and henry um they go to his house and <laughs> Christina finds out that Henry is a gamer. You see? Oh, let's see. Well, how old is? Wait, how? Old? Okay, so let's let's see the <laughs> let's see the ages of these dudes. Okay, so um, Brett is thirty five. See, and I told you the average age of a gamer is thirty five. Okay, who who else plays games? So uh, Brett is thirty five, Miles is twenty six, and Henry is thirty four. So they're on point. Okay, they play video games. Stop having it be a, a a stigmatism, a stigma, ladies. Okay, stop that shit. But anyway, so Christina's making fun of Henry because he plays video games um oh oh yeah because because she was like how did it go because he was like oh yeah you know i play video games I, I i think he has i think it was an xbox and she's like oh you have and he's like yeah i play games with my friends and all that stuff and she's like oh you you have friends in the game and she doesn't understand the concept of you know online <laughs> you know like yes there there's there's a multitude of people who play the same game online and you can join that group and play said game whatever it might be so she's like what you have games on the game i mean you have friends on the game and he's like yeah you know and, and I, sometimes i play with my friend's kids too you know play the games and she's like oh <laughs> that's weird and it's like you know <laughs> what that a grown man is playing is playing with kids it's like that's weird to you like that that's the community what are you talking about and trust me if you ever been on a community with kids they will curse up a storm and have you blush and you know what i mean because they are a ruthless bunch of people <laughs> those damn kids yeah but um yeah it's not weird in the gaming community yeah you'll have 35 years 35 year olds playing with like 17 year olds or 35 year olds playing with nine year olds whatever just i mean well not nine but like more maybe nine playing minecraft or something like that but playing games yeah it's freaking normal like stop you know like yo ladies you want us to normalize whatever what is it normalize everybody well normalize every type of man okay there's gamers too 
okay at all ages and sizes and personality types we play video games we are not losers okay gamers doesn't automatically mean losers just like women who are plus size doesn't automatically mean undateable okay or not attractive okay it's the same shit like stop with the stigmas um but yeah so she makes fun of him about that so uh brendan and olivia um i think i'm i think i'm most invested with brett and olivia not even because olivia is my boo of the season it's because they just have conversations that i can see myself having with a significant other and it's about money so again i i've been working in retail not in the same place but i've been working retail for 21 years now and me i'm trying to make it a goal where in the next two years that i finally leave that industry and go into the entertainment industry that's that's where i want to go that's where i feel happy that's where i feel alive okay and the entertainment industry is going to be very hard you're not going to get a lot of money at first but i believe that 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 doesn't matter i believe you feeling alive is a lot better than making a making minimum wage every week just to sustain yourself okay that's just me so when i look at brett and olivia i feel that i'm going to run into these conversations and it's going to be hard i'm getting i'm running oh i'm not necessarily running into these conversations right now but i know that that is a big reason as to why i am single i think i'm a great guy but it doesn't matter because i don't make any money you know i still live with my parents and i'm 40 years old and there's a lot of people who are like 30, 31, 32, and they live on their own and they have a good job, at least a good enough job to sustain their lifestyle. I do not. And that is going to, that, that not even that it's going to, it has affected pretty much all of my serious relationships. Like the, like the person that I was dating it with my old, uh, with the old podcast that I used to do we like it like four months no not four months in like two because we only dated for four months but like two months in or something like that she was wondering hey do you think you're going to be able to like move in with me like next year and i'm like fam what are you talking about like i don't i don't even have money to like live on my own let alone uh live with somebody else i can't do it and that was one of the reasons why we broke up you know other than really us really not being finding out that we're not compatible even though we kind of are i don't know it's always been weird with that one but um um no 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 we're not there it is we're not compatible but we have amazing chemistry there it is that's what it is with her and that's why it's that's why we have this like complicated relationship but anyway um that's what happened with my ex-fiance um, we definitely ran into money troubles. I cannot facilitate the life that I promised her that I wanted. Well, that we wanted. And she left again. There was more reasons to that, but that was a big factor and that sucked. Um, but yeah, so, um, so with Brent and Olivia, I just look at them and I'm just like, Oh my God, that's going to be me. Oh, how are they going to deal with this? <laughs> but I, but I definitely do like looking at their relationships it it 
because those conversations seem like the most realist out of all the out of everything that's happening with all the couples to me they have the most marital sounding problems if that makes sense and i'm very i'm very interested in that like i'm telling you like even though i love this show i i I use it as a tool and a and a study guide for if i eventually get married myself because again i don't know if that's gonna happen or not i don't um my heart wants it to but reality is like nah be that that's a no for me dog (laughs) and we're always having a battle so because i would love to i would love the answer if 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 uh, if I had a sign that would tell me, "Hey, you're never gonna get married, buddy. Sorry," then the the there would be so much weight lifted off my so- shoulder. I'd be like, "Oh, okay, thank God. All right, cool. Let me just live my life." But all these chances and all these half relationships and situationships that I keep finding myself into kind of gives me that hope that, like, oh, maybe I will find somebody, and then. I you know it either falters or it doesn't you know just like right now just like you know I'm having you know I'm chilling with that person you know that I'm you know having fun with and then the old and the okay cupid girl you know it's like uh, I haven't heard from her in like four days like it, it almost she almost makes me want to double message her and I don't want to do that because I know that's like a loser thing to do you know um uh, double message somebody but I don't know uh maybe i will just just to jump start things again because it's like fam you came to me i didn't come to you um yeah but anyway let, 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 let's get into this uh argument that they have so um where is it so <laughs> yes so brett and olivia get into their whole money situation so olivia wants to travel and go to the saints games right Brett's like, hey, you know, if you want to go, it's your money. But she's like, no, I want you to go with me. And he's like, well, she wants she wants him to go with her because that's her husband. And he's like, all right, cool. But if you want to flip the bill, all right, like I'll, I'll go with you. And she's like, but I don't want to do that. And I, and he's like, well, them's the breaks, you know. And I love that. Like, I mean, it was it was very harsh because again, I love Olivia. But at the same time, it's like, just like I was saying before with the video game stuff, with the video games and sports, women, pick your, pick your struggle, pick your struggle, you know, like you want him to, Olivia wants him to go to the games. He's saying he can't afford to, he can't afford to go to the games as much as she wants to go to the games. But if you want to fit, if you want to fit the bill or whatever it's called, if if you want to pay for me then we we out we going and she's like but i don't want to do that so it's like okay so then the end of conversation like what do you what do you want (laughs) what do you want like why aren't you willing to pay for me that see that that's that's the thing that i don't like either because it's like you would want him to pay for you right you want him to pay for your meals and all that stuff like you would want him to do that i'm not necessarily saying olivia but like women want to be catered to you know so like yeah you want him to pay the bills and all that stuff you don't want to do any work you know but like now you have the opportunity to do things with your husband and you're like oh no 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 i don't want to do that let's split it let's split it you know i I want you to you know put in put in your weight 
And it's like, fam, I already told you that I can't afford to go to as many games as you want me to. I'm sorry. And, um, and pa- oh yeah, because they're saying this in front of Pastor Cal, because Pastor Cal's like, oh, you know, what have you been talking about? And it's the money situation. And Pastor Cal is like, to Brett, well, how, what what are you interpreting that Olivia is saying to you right now? Um, and he goes, well, to me, it sounds like she's saying, I want to do, I want to go and spend a bunch of money and do a bunch of expensive things. And if you don't make as much as me and you can't do that, well, then screw you. And then Olivia's like, I'm not saying that. And then Olivia's like, um, Olivia's fear is that all we're going to do is like live a daily routine and never experience life together. And I understand that too. But at the same time, Olivia, like the way that you're talking, like you're talking like you want to live like a rich person. And you're, I mean, you're comfortable, just like you've said in, in one of the, one of the um, honeymoon dinners that you had, like you said you're comfortable and you want to do stuff, but like, you can't do it all the time. Like marriage is full of monotony, you know, it's full of just sitting down and watching television before you go to bed, reading a book. And I don't want to make it sound like it's boring, but marriage definitely has a routine to it. It's not like, cause I know what was she, she said she wants to like eat three, three times out of the week and go on vacation and blah, blah, blah. And that all sounds good. It's a lively life. I understand that. But at the same time, you have to understand that life is just, it's, it just, you just, sometimes you just, a lot of it, you just coast, man. And you just do the daily routine stuff. And I know you're scared of falling into a routine. So you try to find things to make it exciting. But sometimes, yo, it's just, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. You just live in life and you shouldn't feel bad about that. Or like, if you feel that your life isn't as exciting as i don't know you see it on lifestyles of rich and famous or something like that oh man i'm i'm uh i'm dating myself (laughs) but it's like uh you know if you're not if you think that your life should be like extravagant or luxurious it doesn't have to be it really it really doesn't it could it could it could just be it could just be chill it's fine but yeah, she says that, you know, she wants to she wants to do traveling, exploring and doing things. She says traveling, exploring and doing things makes you better as a couple. And it's true. It, it, that is that is true. You're not you're not lying, but it doesn't have to necessarily be like crazy with it. I think that's what it is. You don't have to. What is it? You don't have to like go to hawaii or something like you can go to like a local you can go to like a local bed and breakfast you know what i mean or, or do something like that i mean i'm not sorry i don't know why i compared hawaii to bed and breakfast but i'm just saying it's like you don't have to go crazy to feel that you're alive that's that's what i'm trying to say it could be local you could do something in your town you know what i mean and then every so often yeah do the whole paris thing or I don't know, skydiving, whatever. But it does need to go crazy. Um, and and uh, Pastor Cal says, okay, Olivia, what do you feel that Brett is saying to you? And 
she's saying that it sounds like he's saying I don't budget and I spend too much money. And then she said that I told you it would be nice if you knew how to budget for the things that will revolve around me and my interests, you know, and he does know how to budget. That's why he is able to conserve his money. And Brett says like she's in debt and she wants Brett to help her get it down. And she's like, yeah, that's true. And he's like, yeah. And he says that she doesn't have a budget and he feels that she's just wasting her money because Brett is very practical and he says that going on these trips is going to going on these trips to keep up with her would kill his retirement and that's what he's thinking about and again he's being very practical and I understand that but with her it feels like again if we're just going to be this ironically if we're going to be this like grandma couple then she doesn't want a part of it she doesn't want to have a part of it even though she has a grandma lifestyle <laughs> you know what i mean uh but i get it and uh, uh, uh pastor cal says that finances are not the number one reason for divorce it's how you communicate about finances is listen and trust the other person is not your enemy you're just simply trying to solve an issue because they were getting very heated with each other extremely heated with each other and i get it because it's because it, it's about money because uh, to the outside brett feels attacked because it it does seem even though it's not but it does seem that she's saying damn son you're super poor you can't do shit the shit that i want to do that sucks well, what are we going to do about that and for olivia is saying that like oh you know like stop wasting your money because you're using it on frivolous things like expensive wine and blah 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 it's like expensive wine isn't going to do anything for you you know even though to her she has earned her keep she has earned her job she she worked for her job so if she is able to buy expensive wine she's gonna do it and i agree with her but that's the thing that's the that's the that's the butting of the heads and that's what money does man and 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 i feel like with me like listen i i've said it before i believe in my introduction one or two i, I forget that i proposed with I was unemployed when I proposed to my ex-fiance, okay? Because me, I put love first. I wanted to lock her down. I was like, yo, this is the woman for me. I love her. That's it. Over. You know, this is what I want. But I didn't plan for the future to be like, okay, I got her. How am I going to keep her? You know? And money was a very big situation we were never able to really go anywhere even though we wanted to go on vacation but that was um that's a little caveat because yes we didn't have any money but also too she was she was very like she had she had strict family uh strict parents and they would not allow her to go anywhere with any man like anywhere and because they were very religious and mind you it's not like i was freaking 15 or 16 i was we were both like 30 at the time, you know, two 30 year old people couldn't go on a vacation because her parents were very strict. But again, it was because of not having any money too. Um, so I understand the importance of money and financial stability. And sometimes again, I wonder why am I even 
trying to date because I don't have any money. And I know that women are going to look at money because it's like that. It's like that Chris Rock thing in his uh in his special uh damn what's his special Tamarine, and he says, you know, fellas, what is it? What is it you do when you? What is it that you ask when you? No, what what is it that your friends ask you when you meet somebody new? And they're like, yo, how she look? Is she fine? Whatever. And he asked the audience, women, what is the first thing that you do when you? What is the first thing that your friends ask you about a man? What does he do? Because we all know that you need to see um, his stance in in money. You know what I mean? And like, cause like we know that you don't care about what he actually does. We just you just want to know the social, not the social stature, but the like, um, I don't know, like the you want to know the not the not the monetary bracket, but like, but pretty much like where he stands. Because like, let's say if he, let's say he's like, oh, um, like what do you do? And he says, oh, I I'm a missionary. I'm a missionary for the kids in Haiti because I care about them and want them to strive for excellence when they grow up in an impoverished country. You know, like, yeah, you might think that that's nice, but like how much money does a missionary pull in? You know what I mean? Like that's in the back of your head, too. So, I mean, hey, I'm not judging you. I mean, I kind of am, but <laughs> I'm not really judging you. But, like, it is what it is. We know that you guys not love money like you're money hungry or you're gold diggers. But you want to know where our monetary status is to, to see if we're compatible with you in that sense. Because you guys f- feel that financial stability is an important factor in your relationship. And I can't hate you for that. You know, um, so, yeah, I I look at their relationship a lot and I'm like, man, that's going to be me, man. I mean, that has been me, like, as, like I've said, and I give you my anecdotes already. So I completely understand where Brett and Olivia are dealing with. And that's going to be like, I'm telling you, man, that might that might be the that might be the nail, not the nail in their coffin, but that might be the thing that breaks them up. And it's money and it sucks because they are good together. But money is gonna get in the way of, in the way in between love, and how how much does that suck? How much does that suck? With the, uh, like ethereal thing of love, being destroyed by the reality and the and the physicalness of like money, some something as physical as money can destroy something that is that you can't see of love. You, you know what I'm trying to say? I like that dichotomy, that yin and yang of that. It's very interesting, um, but it does suck. It really does. So here we go to Henry Casina, Henry and Christina. I don't know why I keep messing her name up. I don't want her yelling at me like she yelled at the producers. <laughs> um, so they're talking to Pastor Cal, and she says that she feels like they are in the friend zone, and she doesn't want to, but she doesn't want to pressure him and. The one thing I noticed, I didn't know why I didn't notice before, but I finally got, I mean, well, at least for me, I finally got it in this episode and especially this scene because I, I, I wrote it down. I finally noticed um, Henry's tics. Like, and, and when I mean that, I don't mean like the 
the ticks that you find on the lawn that gives you Lyme disease. I'm talking about like his ticks. He he like he he um he his his uh I don't know how, if I can explain it, but like he kind of jerks his his lips in a way. Like it almost seems like he has like a muscle spasm, and it goes from his his the middle of his neck to the to the not crust but like to the to the to the start of to the corner of his lips like and it kind of like muscle spasms like maybe i don't know every two to three seconds and i'm like oh my god like i knew it so i think he has a i think he has a small case of tourette's and because i have a friend who who um who has the same thing um he, he he has a small case of tourette's too and that's the same thing like his head will like his head will like jerk like you know up and down like a little bit like when he speaks but like i, I mean i've known this guy for like 10 years now and and, and it's it, it's a part of him it's whatever i don't judge him or whatever but like that's that's what it is you know okay fine whatever but i never i i of course i always knew his not looking at people and just his very reservedness i've 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 always noticed that but like the physicalness i was like oh my god there it is i always knew that he was I mean, I felt bad for saying it because I didn't want to be stereotypical and be like, oh, there's something wrong with him. He probably has autism or something like that. Like, that's horrible. But like, but like he I mean, he, he still might not have anything and he's he's probably just off. But I, I truly believe that he has a small case of Tourette's, um, which is which explains his behavior. So now I'm looking at him in a different lens. And I think Christina needs to be a little bit more uh, easy on him because I don't think that she sees that you know like because she would probably under because now he's she's not dealing with i mean yes he's normal but like um she's not dealing with somebody who uh is receptive to things you know like he he's he's different so it's not like he's like eh i don't want to do anything it's just like no like that there's something there as well um so uh he and so Pastor Cal is like, yeah. So what, what's going on with y'all? Like, you know, you guys don't hold hands. It's been like seven days. Obviously, you haven't had sex. You don't hold hands. You don't hug. Whatever. And he's he right now he sees her as a friend, and he finds her attractive. But he sees he he sees that she's impatient, and she's high maintenance. And she said that. And Pastor Cal was like, okay, you know, he he took that in. And Pastor Cal was saying that like, yeah, she could maybe come across as a diva and she's like oh well thanks a lot but you know they did it in a joking way but pastor guy was like nah bitch you're you a diva but at the same time we paired you guys up because that will bring the best out of you because henry does seem sheltered so if we get like pretty much like if an extrovert helps helps out an introvert to be less of an extrovert not to necessarily match their extrovertedness because that's like impossible but to just have him branch out and open up and be more alive then yeah then that's all good but yeah i definitely see her impatience and i definitely see her high maintenance like she has both of those things and i can see why she had to put herself on this show because she is definitely a diva you know and she needs to calm that shit down christina is not the business okay so they go to amelia and bennett and Pastor Cal is talking with them, and they say that they've yes, they definitely talked about kids. And Bennett is cool with being a stay-at-home dad, and Amelia's like, oh, he's perfect because you know she, 
she gets to be the uh, breadwinner and she he gets to stay home with the kids and you know do the diapers and stuff and he doesn't care about that because he's a writer so he he's fine he'll he'll, he'll stay at home um but it's cool that i'm seeing that bennett has a backbone now because they ask about the residency question again like um and they and they ask him like what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do if she has to move and he's like he doesn't know if he can move or not um but it will be a road they will cover when they get there because he doesn't uh, you know and before i've said in past episodes that i feel that he was just gonna be a pushover and do whatever they want because they seem agreeable but in at least in this part he was like oh i mean i don't know like i'm not like i like it here i was born here i have a life here i'm not sure so that's good all right so last and uh not least but they get to miles and karen okay so pastor cal same thing you know talk about kids whatever intimacy blah 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 and we 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 know that miles is definitely attracted to karen and karen thinks that he's handsome uh compliments from her are hard to come by really so he's just like you know she's just like you know i just met you but no you didn't just meet him you met him a week ago and you spent seven days in bed with this dude so i'm not saying that you know everything about him but you could you could, you can say some things you know but we, we we've come to find out that you know karen will only be intimate after trust and she doesn't know if this is the real miles that she's seeing or he's just being on his best behavior she's afraid of someone hurting her and that sucks because she got hurt by the last dude but she's comparing a fuck boy to miles and they're two different people because I, I i love it when chicks um compare like fuck boys to like good dudes because it's like you knew the guy that you were messing with you know just like that song with uh taylor the uh, taylor swift you know i knew you were trouble when you walked in it's like you knew that guy wasn't good but he was exciting and you know he made you know he made he did things to your body that was never done before and whatever blah blah blah. so you just accepted that that behavior and the dude just acted the dude you started hating the dude for acting like the way that he has always acted for for the same way he acted with how he got you you know what i'm saying like that's it you know if you're calling him rude and like blah 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 like yeah he got you because he was rude and he he wasn't making you a prize you know and and you're like oh snap like this guy's challenging me this is great and that's it like there's there's no way that a good guy turns into the asshole that you left you know an ex for like that that those are two completely different people i'm not saying that nice guys can't be assholes but like to the core nah like a fuckboy is a fuckboy throughout like don't tell me that like oh you know i don't know he was messing with his baby mama but you know when he came with me he was all nice and then he made me a second baby mama i can't believe he would do something like that bitch you he was a baby he had a baby mama before he met you (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) so what are you talking about i don't understand like like why do you think that why do you think that this 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 attitude of his just just came out of nowhere you know what i mean like no 
you were attracted to that, but now the thing that you were attracted to is now biting you in the ass. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. Like I'm sure uh Karen's ex, you know, had a you know, Karen's ex had a whole baby. So someone that she decided to go out with is you know, something that she picked, someone that she chose is had a whole baby on her. You know what I mean? And I'm sure he wasn't like a good dude that, you know, just uh made a wrong decision. Nah, he was an asshole, okay? Like, come on. And then now you're comparing this guy to Miles, the one who the one who you have given nothing to, but he's given his relationship an 8 and you are giving the relationship a 7. You know what I mean? Just because he's not a masculine man. But he's giving his relationship an eight because he feels that the experts have given him the best person that he's ever dated. And you haven't done shit. All you know, all you ever do is sleep and eat. That's all you do. And 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 pass judgment. Those are the three things that Karen does. She passes judgment, she eats, and she sleeps. That's it. That's all she does. And he gives your relationship an eight. And and meanwhile, this man has done everything for you. He placates to you. Um, he tries to make you laugh, um, do things that you want to do first, and you give it and you give him a seven because um he's not a masculine man. But okay. But you're but you're you're worried that he's gonna hurt you. Like you're gonna hurt Miles way before he hurts you. You're already hurting him now. Like I I would love I would love to sit right next to Miles to see um just the shit that you've been saying to him thus far in this season just to see like yo your wife hated your ass <laughs> I'm sorry man she thought you were a bitch you know so yeah but I'm scared I'm going to get hurt <laughs> you know whatever yo but anyway she feels that she's not getting the real him cuz she's jaded and Pastor Kyle's like, all right, that's cool. But Miles, <laughs> um, what are you getting out of this? And then Miles like, no, you know what? Like that, 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 you know, that stinks. But I'm gonna be the best person, you know, for you. Blah blah blah. And Pastor Kyle's like, that's great. But what about you, Miles? What are you getting out of this? And I was like, yes, go, Pastor Kyle. That's what I'm fucking talking about. What is he gonna get out of this, man? Cause he, cause she's not doing shit, you know. And he's and he's like, what does Miles want in this? You know, it's not all about her. He goes, and this this is my favorite. He goes, it's not happy life. It's not happy wife, happy life. It's happy spouse, happy house. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. I fucking hate the phrase happy wife, happy life. Okay, because it to me, it just seems that I need to just placate to all your bullshit and for you just to make your your sorry ass happy. That's what I hate. Like, why does, why is, why is my life happy because you're happy? What, what, like, how do, how do I get happy? What are you doing to make me happy? It seems like a one-sided, it seems like a one-sided line. Happy wife, happy life. All right, so how about if you're not happy one day? What, my, my life, my life, um, gets, gets bad or something nah i'm I'm sure i could pretty have a good day (laughs) if if you're feeling like shit i'm I'm pretty sure that i you know i'm still gonna have a good day i mean like sure i'll take care of you and and see what's wrong but it's not gonna it's not gonna 
mess up my day because you're miserable you know and, and it also seems like this the other way like yeah if she's miserable then i can't have a good day why is that <laughs> you know like whatever's going on with you has nothing to do with me you need to make yourself happy okay i don't know what's going on you know but happy spouse happy house is what it is because it's a very cyclical thing i like that you know you i'm trying to make you happy which i have no problem with and you're trying to make me happy you know that that's what it is and if we keep trying to make each other happy then then it's a good relationship that's what it should be about it shouldn't be one-sided happy life happy wife husband is not even in that freaking phrase you know what i'm saying like what's going on with that so i hate that phrase that but i love happy spouse happy house that's how exactly how it should be okay um but that's the end of the episode i already know that i am backed up because um episode eight is already out um and i'm definitely gonna watch it uh probably as soon as i get off of this because again like i said four hours so <laughs> it's it's four hours of notes that i'm taking but yeah man I, I yeah i can't wait to get back into it and give you another review all right so again thank you guys for listening um if you want to give me feedback on how this is going or if you want me to talk about a subject or have possibly you on the show to talk about said subject you can give me a call at 845-393-1863 leave a voicemail and uh we'll you know just discuss about it all right and you can hit me up on twitter and in, well not instagram yet but <laughs> twitter uh at at t-i-n-q pod you know that's short for the inquisitive nobody podcast and you can hashtag t-i-n-q pod for any of the tweets that you've been missing or anything like that that's that's the official that's the official shows uh hashtag t-i-n-q pod and you can email me at t-i-n-q podcast at gmail.com and also uh, if you want to share an anecdote, an anecdote about anything, or if you have any problems, I don't know. I, maybe I can help and fix it. I, I don't know about necessarily fixing it, <laughs> but because again, I'm not an expert at anything. I just really love to talk about relationships and all that good stuff. All right. So hopefully next episode, I'll have the Instagram up, and I'll have because I want to get on Vero as well. So I'll get on that too. Um, so yeah all right so thank you guys for listening i will catch you guys next time this is the inquisitive nobody podcast and i'll see you later